0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. We all belong outside. We're drawn to nature. Whether it's the recorded sounds of the ocean we doze off to, or the succulents that adorn our homes, nature makes all of our lives, well, better. Despite all this, we often go about our busy lives removed from it. But the outdoors is closer than we realize. With AllTrails, you can discover trails nearby and explore confidently with offline maps and on-trail navigation. Download the free app today and make the most of your summer with AllTrails. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast. I'm Katie Moss here with Will Brinson, and of course... We have our two sports line superstars, prop stars, and RJ White. Brinson and I are coming at you live from Las Vegas here for the Super Bowl. Um, Brinson, well, first of all, this episode of Pig Six is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. But Brinson, talk to us about what Pig Six has been doing here in Vegas in your last episode.
1: Well, I mean, Katie, if you uh, watch the show, listen to the show, you'll know that we have been down on the beautiful Bellagio sets. All week long, out on the fountains. Uh, we're not there right now. Technology. <laughs> we're not. We're not. We're not. We're not currently on set live in Las Vegas. No, we are in our hotel rooms. We're basically technically in the Eiffel Tower. We're um, right near there. the Eiffel Tower, I think. But yeah, uh, during, during uh, we had a we had a Tuesdays with Brady show that we um, that we had uh, that should be in the feed now, I believe. Fun time, Dorian Thompson Robinson. Came on Ryan Wilson hosted uh, during Thompson Robinson came on. And then I, I think you and breach and Wilson and somebody else did, we, we did a spotlight takeover. All yeah, kinds of yeah, cool we did, things. We did,
0: a, we did a segment there with uh with Chris Hassel. So it's been, it's been great. Obviously check all of those out guys um, on the feed. You can check it out on HQ as well. And while you're there, make sure you like comment and subscribe to the pick six, podcast uh guys if you like by by, by the way
1: i should i should by the way i should note that um yesterday i went to radio row uh four hour block and they had one interview scheduled so you know i I gotta pal around radio row for a little bit no big deal uh and on the way back i walked there which is stupid on the way back i get in the cab and the cab the cabbie goes i recognize you i was like oh my god that's so cool (laughs) i was about i was actually thinking like yeah right bro um, right. He was like, no, I see you on the sports network. I was like, oh, really? All right, right on, right on. He goes, so shoot me straight, Will. No BS. This, is, this actually happened. <laughs> he goes, is Taylor Swift a sign-up for Joe Biden, yes or no? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, buddy. Yeah, Mark, the cabbie. One, <laughs> she is. Uh, and two, they definitely tell me this information. Like, like, they're like, I know we got this information. Let's make sure Brinson knows. That's yeah. who needs to know this.
0: California.
1: So, yes, obviously, there's Swift have to sign up for Joe Biden. Okay, see, I was curious. Just to confirm.
0: Okay, good. Good to know. Uh, on a much <laughs> less happened. exciting note, uh, let's pull up our betting record for the conference championships. Uh, somebody went 0 and 6. <laughs> you know what's so funny is that I feel like I won the regular season and then I've completely bombed in the postseason. I feel like I've been the last of the. Uh, Of all of us
2: in postseason. Yeah, postseason is tough because there's fewer games. So, like, the lines are sharper, everybody's paying more attention. And it's kind of hard to find edges. I mean, now we're at the Super Bowl where pro- where uh, books put out hundreds of props. So, you know, we get to dig in and find some some different type of edges that we wouldn't have in normal games, but the lines are pretty efficient. You know, you don't really find like we do during the regular season find some lines that we think are off cuz everybody's thinking about these. Everybody kind of knows everything that's at stake. So, I think it's pretty hard to pick during the playoffs. Harder to pick during the playoffs than it is the regular season for sure. Uh,
3: and just to piggyback on that point, uh, it's something I've emphasized all season long, really even in the pro season, I Uh, discuss how my personal betting volume dwindles to the point where I would honestly encourage people really not to bet very much come the postseason. Obviously, this is supposed to be fun, uh, but if we're betting purely from a profit, units one, units loss standpoint, uh, these lines just get incredibly sharp once we reach uh, this stage of the postseason. So uh, very difficult to beat uh, here in the playoffs. So
0: uh, curious what your thoughts are, guys, about betting the Super Bowl, right? Because there's two ways to go about it. One, it's a Super Bowl, it's fun. It's the last time that you can do it. You get in on crazy bets like, will there be a doink, which we've got a doink now, uh, cam now with CBS, so hopefully, or coin toss. I think we have
1: multiple doink cams.
0: Six. There's six. Shout out to CBS. Six doink yeah, cams. Yeah, Butker had a doink actually in the last. Um, Super Bowl. But what how, what's your advice to betting the Super Bowl? Is it obviously you don't want to go crazy, RJ, but it is fun. Do, do people start chasing like what's what's your Super Bowl?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just like any other time. You shouldn't be risking what you can't afford to lose. It's all for fun. Um, and, and you know, you're going to have a narrative of what you think the game's going to go like, so you're, you don't go to try to go overboard and play that because, you know, nobody can be too sure about how these These games go, so everything's kind of percentages when we play these. You know, we think we're getting better value on odds uh, than the odds say when we play them. But um, I'm still, you know, I still wouldn't fire, like Alex was talking about, fire tons of props here. You know, find a few that you can root for. Um, We're going to give out a ton here, the ones that click for you. Feel free to play those and, and, you know, keep it light and simple and have fun at the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, and also, guys, if you want a lot of picks, then you got to make sure that you sign up at Sportsline.com. Use the promo code PICK. And get your first month for just one dollar. No better time than to get in at the Super Bowl. Um, and speaking of, all right, let's let's talk about it. Sam well, I, I was
1: gonna, I, I was gonna I was gonna throw out one one more thing just before we get started. Um, I do a you know Super Bowl squares, very popular. Um, I'm in a Super Bowl squares thing with a group of my friends, where um, instead of the traditional, you know, in the first quarter you get X, in the second quarter you get X. It's for every second that your square is, is the actual score you get paid. So mm-hmm. like, as the clock is ticking. So like, in other words, if you get zero, zero, you get, you get money for every second off of the game clock until the first points are scored. It's pretty, really? it's pretty, it's pretty spicy. Cause if you yeah. get if your square lands, you're like, let's go <laughs> hold the, stop the vote, <laughs> stop the count. Like, like it, it, it's a fun way to do it. I
0: like how political you're uh, getting with this uh, podcast. Stop the count! The oh, no. is hey, 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 hey! Um, all
2: right, Brinson. Travis Kelsey? We'll get married on January seventh. Who knows? V- Vegas Brinson is a different breed. I'll just say that. Oh, I've, <laughs> I'm. Ex-
0: I am experiencing experiencing it uh, right now. By the way, Brinson and I both have a little bit of casino voice, guys. You know, walking through these smoke filled places um, does something to mm. your. Um, your voice box. But all right, let's let's talk game, guys. Let's just like get right into it. San Francisco 49ers laying two and a half at Kansas City. This total 47 and a half. Uh, you know, we were kind of predicting where this line would go. Um, RJ, did you think it would get up to two and a half?
2: No, it opened at two and a half, actually. And once it got bet down to one, it felt really felt like last year where uh that opened two and a half in favor of the Chiefs, steamed all the way to Eagles two and a half, and it felt like we were on. A collision course for that happening again. So when it stopped at one, um, like that's fair. It's going to keep going and we'll get on the other side of the money line at some point. And then it turned right back around and went back up to two. And we, we see that, uh, here on these odds, we have one, two and a half out there, but it's mostly two. So interested to see that, um, w- when the limits are raised, if we get some, some big bets in that take it back down, um, closer to kickoff. Uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. But I am surprised that San Francisco appears to be headed to going off as the favorite here.
0: Yeah, no, I'm actually surprised about it as well, but it's not stopping me from betting the 49ers money line. Okay, but we all know where I stand on this one. You don't exactly need my analysis, Brinson. What do you like?
1: I mean, I, I think it's it, it's 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 oddly simple to me, and I think the biggest part that bugs me, and, and this and this is whatever because ultimately it doesn't matter who's on what side. It's the Super Bowl. Everybody's betting it. If you see betting trends, like. Uh this percent of the public money's on this or this like that doesn't matter. It's a Super Bowl. Billions of dollars are wagered. Um, everybody is going to be like, everything my mom is involved in like so, you know Super Bowl betting in some shape or form I and mean, that's just where we are uh, in, in 2024. I mean, I think that the Niners are the better team. I think they have the better roster. I think that if you if these two teams played uh, once a week, starting at, at Labor Day, until now, the Niners are winning, I don't know, like 16 of the 20 games, but they probably don't win.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, they probably don't win two of the last three because the Niners aren't playing as well as they did early in the season. Okay. I think Kyle Shanahan's game plans have been very questionable the last two weeks. Uh, you know, he came out, he had Debo Samuel, he was leaning into Debo Samuel against the Packers. Debo gets hurt, has to completely readjust. And then he was really trying to force Christopher Caffrey last week. Now, maybe they come out with a Debo game plan and Debo's healthy and it works. I think they can score points. But Patrick Mahomes is playing awesome football. And he's yeah. the best quarterback on planet Earth. He's the best quarterback I've ever seen play football. And like just from a physical production standpoint, like Tom Brady won three games in his – three Super Bowl, excuse me, in his first five years – the first four years. He wasn't playing like Patrick Mahomes is playing right now. Right. This Chiefs defense is the best Chiefs defense they've ever had under with Mahomes and Andy Reid. They have the best offensive play caller, maybe maybe in the history of football. If Andy Reid, I mean Andy Reid's like, tracking that way. And if this, I just wish the Chiefs were favored by one, so if I wouldn't feel bad about taking the Chiefs when everybody's on the Niners. I do think there's a decent chance that all the people you know, are taking the Niners. the Niners. What do you mean? Everyone's I know. I know. Oh, that's that's. No, I think I think the people who are on the Niners are big are big betters, and they're the same people uh, who who bet on the Ravens and who bet on the Bills, fading the Chiefs, fading Andy Reid, fading Patrick Mahomes, and ultimately I think it'll be a really close game, but I just think that Mahomes is going to do Mahomes stuff, and the Chiefs are going to find a way to win. So I'll take the Chiefs uh, plus two and a half uh, to be safe, but I think I, I would take the Chiefs money line as well
2: like the Chiefs money line, too. I'm taking plus two and a half here. Um, I think they're the better team at this point of the season. I think most of the year, San Francisco is the better team. But just how they've played in these last few weeks, it just seems like the Chiefs are the better team. The Chiefs are also the more experienced team, having just been there last year and, and have been there now four times in the last five years. Um, so so I think they'll be able to get Danny and the better quarterback, as well as Brock Purdy has played when he's playing at his best. I mean, nobody's better than Patrick Mahomes and they have the better coach coaching staff as a whole. And and like, for saying, they have a better defense. So why are they not favored here? Does Christian McCaffrey and and, and the uh, Debo Samuel and the skill position players there really make that much of a difference when the Chiefs also have Isaiah Pacheco and Travis Kelsey and, and Rasheed Rice playing well? You know, I don't think the gap is that big. So. To me, the Chiefs should be favored here. I'm taking them plus two and a half. I also like playing some alt lines. If you if you look into alt lines, I think the Chiefs can win this game by seven. So if you want to play the minus three and a half, get the other side of three at plus one seventy two. I think that's solid. So you can scoop up any four to six point wins, and then even minus six mm. and a half at plus two fifty five. I think is a solid value too. So I'm on the Chiefs here. I was against them the last few weeks and learned my lesson, and I'm going to be on them here.
1: Uh, yeah, hey, just- one more one more thing. Oh, sorry, I was going to say props. One more thing that I think is and and like Steve Wilkes is a great dude, good coach. He ain't D'Amico Ryan's. He ain't Robert Sala. And that defense is not the same as it was four years ago. Can't
0: stop the run.
3: Yeah. And just to uh, piggyback on what everyone said, I am also on Kansas city here, plus two and a half. I also learned my lesson fading this <laughs> chiefs team. Patrick Mahomes is just playing so well. I, I agree with everything Princeton said regarding, uh, yeah, he- he's the best quarterback of all time. Certainly, uh, as far as best start of any quarterback I've ever seen as far as his career is concerned and just uh, Kansas city, they look better and better every week. I would also point to the fact that really for the first time uh, in Andy Reed's career, he's really leaned heavily on Isaiah Pacheco and this ground game. The narrative had long been Andy Reed just being one of the more pass happy, pass happy coaches, uh, even to their detriment. I remember when he was coaching the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, it was almost like he was unwilling to run the football and lean on Brian Westbrook at the time when he was uh, one of the best running backs in the NFL, but uh, they've really embraced a balanced approach. I think it really helped Kansas City down the stretch. They just seem to have momentum. They're playing so well. They look better and better every game. Just watching Patrick Mahomes just surgically pick apart that Baltimore pass defense was extremely impressive to me. Travis Kelsey uh, silenced a lot of the doubters. I thought he would. His play had started to fall off a cliff during the regular season. He's just been phenomenal in the postseason. Having Rishi Rice emerge uh, as a viable outside target, again, uh, has really opened things up elsewhere. And then I also believe this is the best defense that we've seen Kansas City have since uh, Mahomes has been in the league as well. Just such a vaunted pass defense. Uh, Then you have an interior presence like Chris Jones. They're just so balanced. Uh, And then if, yeah, I just have a lot more confidence in Patrick Mahomes in these high-leverage spots. Credit to Brock Purdy, who's obviously playing uh, pretty good football. I had a great regular season. uh, But, yeah, I just can't pick against these Chiefs who just uh, look better and better every game. Oh,
0: that's my housekeeping. Brenton. you take the
1: housekeeping.
3: (laughs) Housekeeping. (laughs) Housekeeping. Uh, I I know
1: I, I need to put my sign up so they don't knock on my door as well. But let's get to the Turtles. All totals allowed here. We're just going to pick one, you know, full game, alternate, half total, quarter total, team total, whatever you want. Um, I will start. I think I will not be alone in this one. And I'm going to take the first half under. I don't really care what the number is. I think, I think it's a slow starting game. I think the one concern that I have about this is that you see both coaches script really well. And that the teams come out and execute early. We saw Mahomes start eleven of eleven against a great Ravens defense. Excuse me, <laughs> casino cough. And, um, and 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 look, like the Chiefs could come out firing. It wouldn't shock me at all. Kyle Shanahan's eighty reads better offensive coach. Kyle Shanahan is an incredible game scripter. And, and frankly, like an incredible coach. Kyle Shanahan's kind of getting dragged this week for the big games. It's like, yeah, he lost the big leads, but the dude had the big leads to begin with. Like he's a really, really, really good head coach. Um, I, I think that's my one concern with the first half under. But uh, other than that, I would be really surprised if we don't see these teams be a little conservative out of the gate. We've seen the last couple of weeks, uh, Christian McCaffrey games where the 49ers are going to want to establish a run get CMC going. And of course, uh, as, as prop stars noted and, and Katie pointed out, like you can run the 49ers. So I, I think we'll see a lot of Isaiah Pacheco. Um, actually, since other people have the first half under, I will, I will, I will flip this and hmm. say, I'm going to take the second half under. And Ooh. then I'll let you Katie take the first half under if you want.
0: Yeah. I'm going to take the first half under. And basically for all the reasons that, that you just laid out and especially Brock Purdy, I mean, we all know that he throws some very interceptable balls. I think they're going to want to protect him this whole game, but certainly in the first half. And look, the 49ers can't afford – to go down like they did in the last two playoff games in that first half and think you're going to come back against Patrick Mahomes. So I do think they're going to run the ball um, a lot. And I, I look, we've seen it in the past several years. Defense has come out really strong. Now, last year, the first half actually hit the over. I believe it was 24 to 14 in the first half. But other than that, it's gone under this number uh, in three of the last four Super Bowls.
2: Pile on Alex. I know you got the same pick.
3: Yeah. I am also on the first half under 23 and a half. So, uh, yeah, music to my ears to see Katie and originally Princeton on it as well. But, uh, yeah, I just think that NFL players are also creatures of habit and having uh, a two week layoff will also add to the teams potentially kind of, uh, struggling maybe initially to find a rhythm. Uh, I also think both these teams have shown an ability to really keep, um, you know, the opposing teams off the field by sustaining long drives, focusing heavy, heavily on the ground game. I think that'll be an approach for San Francisco is just uh, I think the best way to slow down Patrick Mahomes is for him to not be on the field. And we've seen San Francisco uh, certainly have, you know, these seven, eight, nine minute drives. Uh, and then I think the Chiefs, that's a new gear that they have shown this season and down the stretch as well as their ability uh, to really grind clock and uh, keep the opposing quarterbacks on the field. So off the field, excuse me. So I like these first half under as well.
2: So on Will's second half under, that's also 23 and a half. The line is the same on each side. Um, you can also bet before I move on to my pick, you can bet um, which half will have more points first half or second half. Um, I think typically the thinking is there's more scoring in the second half, but, um, and so that's the favored side. So Will, since you've flipped your pick to the second half, which side would you take on that bet first half or second half?
1: Uh- I, I would take first half. And I think the reason why is that if, and this is predicated on the idea that the Chiefs, no, 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 I would take, I think there's going to be more points in the first half than the second half. I think it's a low scoring game. I really do. And I, I think, dude, the Chiefs' second half unders are money. They, they Andy Reid gets the ball. If he gets, if, if no, if San Francisco's winning, this is all out the window. Okay, don't bet. Don't hammer that second half under if San Francisco is winning, because then Mahomes and the, and and the script changes completely. Mahomes has to throw a ton. I think the Chiefs will try to run the ball a bunch in the second half. Andy Reid, you know, look, Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan, offensive geniuses. They love to sit on the ball, squat on the ball, and melt clock, particularly in the second half. And I think we will see the Chiefs do that if they have a lead. So uh, I I think the higher scoring half will be the first half.
2: So on my play, I'm going to take the Chiefs team total over 23 and a half points, minus 108. Um, you know, I don't. They're obviously not going to be too big. You know, the moment's not going to be too big for them. They've done this over and over, and they know what they're doing at this point. Um, saw them score a ton of points on that Eagles defense last year. Uh, San Francisco defense, we know, not playing well. They allowed more than 23 points just once in their first 13 games, and in their last five competitive games, they've they allowed 20 over 23 and a half points three times. Um, so, you know, to Hufanga getting hurt has really changed the tenor of this defense. I think. Patrick Holmes will be able to move the down the ball downfield pretty consistently against this defense and get to 24 points, Um, and then you have the Brock Purdy factor. I mean, you know, if the moment is too big for Brock Purdy, if he he wilts a little bit under the spotlight, throws a pick. You talk about the interceptable balls, Katie. Um, what if that's returned for a touchdown, and then you that's oh, a free free six I didn't seven even sneak points
0: get into existence, but yeah, right there is. to
2: help us get over. So so I think there's different different ways to get here. Um, Mahomes, you know, being able to consistently move the ball, get to 24 points on his own, and then maybe even getting a defensive score to help us out too. So I, I like the under that you guys are playing as well in the first half. I'm, I've been ho- hoping that the the to- the overall total would boost you know throughout the week and get bet up as typically tends to happen, so we can come and hammer 24 and a half as the under. For the first half, so I'm going to keep holding out hope that that number is going to come, even though that total hasn't moved at all. So it, we'll, we'll see. If that is
1: happens. the um, is the uh, is it like you know always? It's always the over is the public side.
2: Is the under the public side in this game for some reason? Like it feels it's that no, way. Under,
0: no, 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 The over is still the over. Is yeah, I think still, the split I
2: still think, favor the over, but okay. the number's just not moving.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a Super Bowl. You yeah. have a lot of first time betters. Everybody wants points. You know what I mean. So I would agree on that. All I mean, right, you guys, know, no, for sure. Okay. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: All right. Well, I was going to say we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are looking at Super Bowl prop bets including some novelties. Viva Las Vegas. This is Pick 6. Don't go anywhere.
2: Robert Half research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, everybody. John Stewart here. I am here to tell you about my new podcast, The Weekly Show,
1: coming out every Thursday. We're going to be talking about the uh, election, earnings calls. What are they talking about on these earnings calls? We're going to be talking about ingredient to bread ratio on sandwiches. I know you have a lot of options as far as podcasts go, but how many of them come out on Thursday? Listen to the weekly show with John Stewart on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Back here on the Big Six Pro Podcast. Um, what's up everybody Katie Mox here and Brinson we're in Vegas, all right. Give us a little bit of a break here. Uh, also with prop stars and RJ white. Uh, now we're going to look at some player props and novelty props for the Super Bowl Kansas City Chiefs versus the 49ers starting with passing props. You've got Brock Purdy, and then we've got Patrick Mahomes RJ who are you? Uh, who are you zeroing in on?
2: I'm zeroing in on Brock Purdy. Um, I'm going to go under one and a half passing touchdowns at minus 102. It's, It's the underdog, I think, to still play. I think he's still favored to go over that. He's had multiple touchdowns in nine and 16 games in the regular season, but in either playoff game, despite playing in negative game scripts there. Um, I think that, uh, I think Brinson was mentioning earlier, College Shanahan, not going to put him at risk, or maybe you were mentioning, Katie, not going to put him too much at risk. Uh, so, you know, running the ball will be the name of the game. And I think they're going to try to get it in, uh, you know, in the red zone with the run rather than have him throw the ball. And case Kansas city has allowed multiple pass touchdowns only four times and no time since week 13. They are very good at stopping, you know, touchdowns from getting scored through the air uh, in the red zone, and I don't think there's going to be any any big plays from San Francisco, which we'll get into later too. So um, I like Brock Purdy to stay under one-and-a-half passing touchdown. I think we're getting a pretty good value of minus one-and-two.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to go next, uh, Brenton. I don't disagree with you. I'm going to fade Purdy in the passing game as well, take him under his passing yards at 245-and-a-half. Now, he has gotten at least 246 Yards um, passing in 67% of games played this year. But you got to give all the credit to Casey's, you know, pass defense. I think they allowed less than 200 yards pretty much on average all season long. You look at Lamar Jackson in the AFC Championship game, he threw for 272. But I think we can all agree that that was a mistake. He was out there trying to play hero ball when they should have been, you know, running the ball. I don't think that Shanahan's going to do that. I don't think he's going to abandon the run. Even when you look at the NFC Championship game, when the 49ers were down, Shanahan didn't abandon the run. And And Purdy doesn't do that many passes. And like we've all said, they're going to protect him. So I like him under on his yards. Prop Stars, you're kind of combining two things with him.
3: I am, yeah. I'm going to fade Purdy as well. But I'm also going to uh, fade his rushing yards. So we're going to go under 266 combined. Passing and rushing yards. I think with a 20-yard cushion here, uh, I don't think Brock Purdy is suddenly going to Uh, be a mobile quarterback, especially after that last performance. So normally his rushing yards are set around three or four and a half yards. So getting a 20-yard cushion here, uh, in my opinion, is, if you're fading him, is a really solid uh, look. But, yeah, it's all about this Kansas City pass defense. Gave up the fewest passing yards in the regular season. Have been just as good as advertised in the postseason Uh, Ranked top three in EPA allowed per drop back, uh, defensive success percentage. They don't allow big plays down the field. Uh, So I just think uh, they're really well equipped to slow down Brock Purdy. I also believe, obviously, the path of least resistance when we're looking at this Kansas City defense has been on the ground. And we know San Francisco likes to run the football quite a bit, uh, especially in neutral Game environment, so I anticipate San Francisco while the game is close, leaning heavily on the ground game. As a result of that, it will limit the amount of dropbacks uh, that Brock Purdy has. So I think, uh, yeah, I really like fading him, and I like fading the combination line a little bit more than just his uh, raw passing his raw passing line.
1: I'm going to get away off the board and um, just really try to get back into this thing and get back over 500 and really create a um, –
0: Exactly what winning, we talked about. To not to
1: do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the polar opposite of what we talked about. Not doing. I'm gonna try and get back in this thing. I'm gonna chase, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go against. Now, this is not correlated to any of the other stuff. Patrick Mahomes, exactly five touchdowns, five oh. passing touchdowns, forty-eight to one. That's where we're going. Does it make sense? <laughs> Matt, Hell no. Does not make sense? Exactly five passing touchdowns, 48 to one. Will he do it? You got to scroll down to find it, I believe. <laughs> maybe, maybe me, it's possible, it's possible me giving it up. 47 to one. It's already come down 10 to one. Um, I'm looking at it on FanDuel right now. Exactly five, 47 to one. I see exactly four at 11 to one. So uh, whatever, yeah, like whatever, and it it varies by state. Like you get different odds by state. So obviously shop around. The fanduel, whatever the fanduel I'm looking at says forty-seven to one. It's just me, even me, even looking at it, causes it to drop from forty-eight to one to forty-seven to one. This could be down to five to one by the time the game kicks off. For all we know, Uh, it's probably not going to happen. It's a long shot. It's a Super Bowl. Have fun. If it hits, I get forty-eight units and leave
2: you suckers in the dust. (laughs)
0: <laughs> is this just
2: is this just a reaction to like, you know, the San Francisco playing zone and, and and Mahomes tearing that up up zone? You just think they're just gonna go over and over down the field again and again and, and um that much.
1: Well, it's also correlated to my bold prediction of uh Travis Kelsey having three receiving touchdowns and uh performing three Taylor Swift related touchdown celebrations. So uh, all these things go hand in hand. We got the heart, uh, he's gonna do a one and a three or a yeah, one or 3 And then he's going to do the kissing the bicep, you know, which Taylor does at her, at her shows. Uh, so I think those two, th- those two things will happen. And we will get five passing touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes. It, it's not so much a certain thing. I think, I think in, re- in, like, in all seriousness, there's a couple ways you can get here. One, the, ch- they, the, the 49ers stack the box and the Chiefs can't run the ball. and But the offensive line is working and blocking well, and they let Mahomes cook and he throws a bunch. Two, the 49ers come out and take a lead early, and Mahomes is forced to throw. And again, like, we all think this game is going under. Under This game can go way over. These two teams score, can score quick and and, and and fast and aggressively. And so, like, I don't think it's that insane that Patrick Mahomes could throw five touchdowns. Certainly. And, and obviously, if you bet that, uh, go ahead and take him to win MVP. Might get there if he <laughs> throw five, five passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moving along, receiving props. Katie, you, yeah. as you, I mean, look, you are nothing if not on brand. You love the NC State Wolfpack. And yeah. you're taking former NC State standout receiver, Marquez Bowden Scantling. I uh, am. I'm right of,
0: right? Yeah, over one and a half receptions. Um, I found this at minus 108. But look, he's come a long way since the beginning of the season. Obviously, he had some very key drops there. But if you look back into the past two postseason games, he's had exactly two receptions in each of those games. So it's really like the quantity of those catches more so than the quality, right? One of those catches was responsible (laughs) for the go-ahead touchdown versus the Bills, where the other one sealed the deal um, for the Ravens. And so I just feel like he's gaining a lot of trust. It's a low amount of receptions. And – I think he's gonna get more targets. So I like him over one and a
1: half. Did, did you see his um his gold chains at, at media night? No. Or, he's, I he's gold. There's diamond. He has a diamond MBS. And then a diamond heart. Like the, I don't even know the necklaces. I mean, they're like they're not, they don't hang low, they hang right here. You open them up. Giant MBS in all diamonds. Beautiful stuff.
2: Uh, uh, RJ, me. what do you have? I'm going to go with Brandon Ayuk's longest reception being under 24 and a half yards at minus 120. Talked about this, kind of referred to this a little bit earlier. I just don't think they're going to have big plays against this Chiefs defense. Typically good about limiting big passes, although Baltimore did get a few of them. I think that's in part due to Lamar's escapability that Brock Purdy doesn't have as much. You know, I know he's run a little bit in the playoffs, but he's obviously no Lamar Jackson. Nobody's Lamar Jackson. Uh, Kansas City did not allow a 25-yard pass any of their final three competitive regular season games. Um, You know, I throw out the week 18. Obviously, nobody cares about that. And then Buffalo topped out at 15 in the divisional round. A very good Bills defense could not get the ball downfield on this this offense at all. So it'll be much of the same for for Brock Purdy, and you can take his under on his completions as well. But I used the big play guy there, and I just think they're going to take him out. Um, you know, of the the uh, the game plan uh being able to hit these big plays. And so we've seen his receptions trending under, I think it's very heavily juiced to him to go under four and a half receptions. And um, I just don't think he's has a long reception in him. So I like under 24 and a half yards in his longest reception, probably a couple yards too high.
3: And I yeah, I am fading Brandon Ayuk as well. The aforementioned reception line that RJ mentioned under four and a half receptions. Uh, when this line opened, this was actually uh, the one line I felt was, uh, fairly inefficient and had some vol- uh, value fading. Turns out I was correct. Uh, this is, I think, on some books around minus 160, minus 170. Uh, I just think five receptions is a huge ask for Brandon Ayuk with his role in the offense, coupled against this uh, just you know vaunted Chiefs pass defense. Uh, just Purdy and Ayuk have not been on the same page in the postseason. 14 targets that the uh, Ayuk has cashed in for six receptions for just 100 yards, and we know one of those receptions. And 50 of those yards came on a busted play, obviously, where the ball bounced off of a defender's uh, helmet, and I you've made it improbable catch there. And those were against Green Bay and Detroit, who are both, you know, subpar pass defenses. Uh, We also know Steve Spagnola, uh, as the defensive coordinator of this defense, places a heavy, heavy emphasis on taking away the splash zone uh, of the opposing team down the middle of the field, uh, which is where IU primarily operates. So that is a point of emphasis for Spagnola uh, to really limit plays down the field. As a result, Kansas City gave up uh, one of the lowest rates of explosive plays in the NFL. And that is certainly by design. So I think fading IU here is uh, definitely the sharpest play on the board, as far as any prop is concerned for the record. And then I'm also going to fade my guy, Rashi rice under six and a half receptions uh, just missed on this last week, but Mahomes uh, completed 30 passes of uh, 39 attempts. And then rice had, I believe 46 yards uh, with nine receptions. So, uh, just wasn't getting a lot of downfield passing there. I just don't think that's going to be the case uh, this week. I also think uh, San Francisco has an excellent pass defense, and they're going to make life difficult for Rice. I just think seven receptions is a big ask for him. So I'm going to fade both receivers under four and a half receptions for Ayuk, under six and a half receptions for Rishi Rice.
1: I'm going uh, over Christopher McCaffrey receptions four and a half. It's minus 122 now. I think it was actually three and a half earlier in the week. Which uh, was crazy to me. If you believe that the Chiefs are going to win, and I do, you know, and, and you believe that Chris Jones can can cause problems, uh, and that Steve Spagnuolo, who by the way blitzed fifty plus percent of the time last week against Lamar Jackson, I don't think he'll do that this week per se, uh, because you know this D can kill you, and, and and But I mean, like, McCaffrey is going to get a lot of targets in this game if the 49ers are trailing at all. And if Brock Purdy is, excuse me, is under duress. So I, I think clearly prefer three and a half to four and a half, but I like the over on Christian McCaffrey receptions here.
2: He's
0: he's had at least four receptions, I believe, for the last five games too. So even if they're not trailing, I think he's still going to hit this.
1: Yeah. And, and, and look, like Kyle loves to run the ball in the red zone and down by the goal line. Christian McCaffrey, number one in red zone carries this year. Uh, top I think number two in carries inside the 10 and then top five and carries inside the five. But if, if the chiefs are stacking things up, you may see them sort of switch things up and and dump it off to McCaffrey down by the goal line as well. All
0: right. Moving on to rushing props, right? Are we moving on to rushing? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do rushing. Um, I'm looking at Debo Samuel, actually for this, his uh, rushing yards line is such a 15 and a half. And the thing with this is that, I mean, we keep talking about how we're all fading Brock Purdy and the passing game. And I think a lot of people forgot. Oh, it's at 16 and a half. Now I'd still take the over um on this one I think a lot of people forgot that before Christian McCaffrey came on to the 49ers Debo had his best year rushing in 2021 he had over 502 rushing yards I think we're going to see a lot more design runs for Debo in this game so to get over the 15 and a half um I just really like this one a lot I think also that the Chiefs struggle uh with outside runs and uh, Debo has no problem getting to the outside so that's where I'm going what do you think RJ?
2: Yeah. And that would help protect the, the theory of the case of protecting Brock Purdy from making too many mistakes is, is you get Debo Samuel the ball on runs as opposed to passes and, and have to put it at risk downfield. So I like that. Um, I'm going to go with Isaiah Pacheco over 66 and a half rush yards. I mean, I think on the Monday show last week, you know, I was hammering Pacheco for, uh, for, um, you know, for, for going over his rushing yards uh, ballooned up a little bit. And then he came crashing back down, I believe because people think Jarek McKinnon might play in this game, which I don't think is going to happen. Even if he is able to practice, it just doesn't seem likely that he's going to play. And even if he does, he's more of a factor as a pass catcher than a runner. Pacheco has been a star down this, down the stretch, scoring touchdowns every game, which I'm sure Brinson is going to get into in a second. Um, But, you know, piling up attempts, piling up carries, uh, oh, piling up rushes. So he's at 15 plus carries, eight of his last nine at 4.6 yards per rush on the season. If you get 15 carries, you get to 69 yards. So we're already over by a couple yards there. And the San Francisco defense getting gassed by the run, 100 plus rush yards in five of their last six games after allowing that total in only three of their first 13. So I expect a 20 carry day from Pacheco as San Fran focuses on not letting Mahomes beat them. You know, they'll 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 live with Pacheco having a good day if they can limit Mahomes at all. Um, but even if he isn't having a great day and they are focused on him, he can break a couple tackles and get a long run too. So, I like sixty-six and a half minus one ten. I also like sprinkling a little bit on the alt line of getting him to a hundred plus rushing yards at plus three twenty. Uh, I, I see him as getting a hundred-yard game in the like hundred-yard day on this game because I think he's going to get twenty-plus carries.
1: Yeah, and for those uh, podcast podcast devotees who, uh, who who listen to the show regularly, you will note that Pete Prisco said his bold prediction was Isaiah Pacheco uh, 110 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns, which lines up with RJ's prop, which lines up with my prop, which is Pacheco anytime touchdown minus 125. Same reasons that RJ just laid out. I think Pacheco finds the end zone. They're going to feed him down down by the goal line. He's an angry, hard, aggressive runner, and it lines up with props uh, theories on the over here for Pacheco's rushing yards.
3: Yeah, indeed, Princeton. I am also backing Pacheco over 66 and a half rushing yards, been backing him uh, throughout the entire postseason, just been really impressed, just been really impressed uh, with the with the ground games. Uh, Kansas City has been running the ball very effectively. The offensive line has looked really good. And if we look at the San Francisco defense, uh, the run defense, historically or the last 44 to five years, has or really even – dating back further than that, has been a real strength of San Francisco. Not the case this season. 25th in EPA allowed per rush. Uh, If we're looking at the path of least resistance, uh, teams in neutral game environments are opting to go very run-heavy against San Francisco and having a lot of success doing so. We saw Aaron Jones uh, really, you know, gash the San Francisco defense. Uh, And so, yeah, I think Isaiah Pacheco is in store for another big workload. Two of the three Chiefs postseason games, he's had 24 plus rushing attempts. So they again are very committed to the ground game and it's a good matchup. This is not the same again, San Francisco run defense we're used to seeing that's been elite uh for for as long back as I could think. So yeah, I love Pacheco uh, over 66 and a half rushing yards as well.
0: And, and you gotta think and we were talking about Steve Wilks earlier too. He kind of does more like light boxes, but you can't stack the box against Patrick Mahomes. So I I don't know how mm-hmm. they're gonna stop Pacheco, how that front seven uh, is going to be able
1: to do it, but uh, that—that's that's the most telling thing I've heard from you all week long in terms of oh god, I'm kind of scared about this game. Of
0: course, I'm scared of. it. Well, one, anytime your team is in the Super Bowl, I feel like you know you're scared of it, and it's and it's Patrick Mahomes, and and you you look at all Shout these. Shout out Matthew Stafford. That, yeah, I am not I don't. Not as worried about Matthew Stafford in my life, but yes. Yeah.
2: RJ, <laughs> yeah, Matthew Safford playing oh, well, for uh, yeah. Brinson's favorite team, the Rams. L- lifelong Rams fan, Will Brinson. I am a lifelong Los Angeles Rams fan, RJ. Um,
1: <laughs> as long as the Rams have been alive in Los Angeles, I have been a Rams fan. I, I, <clears throat> I am nothing if not a pain in the butt, of course. Um, so I Pacheco to anytime touchdown? But we all have anytime touchdown scores, and let's get to those, Katie. You are not allowed to take Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown because it's minus 230. However, you a are a clever person. You found a way <laughs> to get a Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown that I'm frankly, I'm not even mad. I'm amazed to quote the great well, Ron Burgundy. Yeah,
0: here's here's the thing. One. I think that Kansas City fans are the most worried about Christian McCaffrey as we are almost about, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Like he's our only hope, Christian McCaffrey. And like you said, everybody wants to get in on the anytime touchdown market for McCaffrey, but it's going to cost you. It's anywhere from like 220. I've seen it minus 420 in some places. So maybe you want to
1: throw in a par like what? I don't know. However, yeah. Well, um, what, 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 RJ, RJ said last week. Like before the Niners were in the Super Bowl, yes. his anytime touchdown, all action was like minus 120 or minus 110,
2: right? Yeah, minus 130. And, and if they'd have lost the game, you'd have lost that bet already. Yeah. Which is, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: unbelievable.
0: But here's the thing when you look at Christian McCaffrey, his splits with touchdowns in the first half versus the second half all season long, he's got 11 rushing touchdowns and four receiving touchdowns in the first half. You look at that second half, it's just three and three. So one, They're going to give the ball to Christian McCaffrey a lot too. You know, he's going to score in every single game. If you get him in the first half, it's a plus plus one twenty.
2: Love it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, RJ. Yeah. I was actually open to you taking Christian McCaffrey. I had this, like, it was a little more convoluted. What we're going to do here um, to, you know, have everybody could get like one minus 200 prop one Uh minus, you know, one and that was for the express written purpose of having you be able to take Christian McCaffrey. So I'm glad you found a way to do it.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Where
1: there's a will, there's a way, RJ. Uh, Speaking of which, since my name is Will, I will go ahead and throw mine out. I'm taking Travis Kelsey anytime, touchdown, minus 105. This is my favorite. um, i got to say, like, this year, for whatever reason, I've done a bunch of radio hits, and people are like, what's your favorite prop bet? I'm like, it's not very sexy. It's just Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown at any time at minus 105. I've seen even money in some spots, um, you know, five cents here, five cents there, yada, yada, yada. Uh, look, Travis Kelsey is the best. Uh, maybe maybe He's one of the two best offensive skill position guys in this game between him and, and CMC. And he's maybe the greatest tight end of all time when it's all said and done. He's trending that way. His girlfriend's flying from Tokyo on a private jet to appear in the game. I don't know if you heard about Taylor Swift. And I think he's gonna score a touchdown. I don't think I don't think that the 49ers or anybody has the ability have the ability to slow down Travis Kelsey because and he's talking about this on his podcast. He's like, maybe I should follow the lines that Big Red draws more often. He freelances so much that as much as you want to try and you know figure out what, like, you know, figure out what he's going to do and game plan against him defensively and bracket him and all that stuff. Even when teams try to do that, they don't do a good job of it. See the last two weeks in the playoffs. So uh, Travis Kelsey,
2: anytime touchdown runs one of five. I will add that Travis Kelsey uh, scored a touchdown in that first Super Bowl against the 49ers four years ago. Since then, he's played 12 postseason games. He has touchdowns in 10 of them. So pretty, pretty good. Uh, ridiculous. Pretty good hit rate, you know, to just expect the guy that always scores a touchdown to score a touchdown. Uh, Alex, who do you have? Uh, I've got Debo Samuel at
3: plus one thirty. I really believe uh, Debo is going to be, uh, besides C-Mac, the focal point of San Francisco. Certainly the passing attack, and I like Katie's prop on his rushing yards quite a bit as well. I think this is uh, why you have Debo Samuels is to uh, really just kind of uh, take the reins off him here and just let him go as. Uh, very good option between the tackles running the football. I really love his versatility, uh, the way he has the ability to impact the game. Obviously, durability being a big concern with Debo. But now that we've reached the Super Bowl here, uh, it's time to just cut him loose. And, uh, yeah, I think his yards after a catch ability is extremely rare. And just getting him the ball, getting him completions in in space is going to be the name of the game for San Francisco, and he's going to get the ball quite a bit, and he is just very difficult to tackle, and they're going to figure out how to manufacture a lot of touches
2: for him, and
3: I love his chances of getting in the end zone as a result.
2: So you you guys played all three different guys, um, McCaffrey-Kelsey, probably the two main guys, one on each side. Um, I found a way to get both of them in my pick, so I'm taking the jersey number of the first (laughs) touchdown score to go over 19.5 at minus 110. This is so This is really good. This is very good. Yeah. So in this one, you know, you basically got three main guys you're looking at McCaffrey, Kelsey and George Kittle. And -hmm. I'll take the the first two guys on that list as probably the first touchdown scorer here. Um, And then you put everybody else on the other side, you know, and and I think we have a little bit of an edge there. I I like getting the 19 and a half um, instead of 22 and a half at some books, because just in case that Kansas City defensive score and Brock Purdy, you know, a little meltdown happens early in the game. You throw in a few of the uh, Kansas City defensive backs uh, in there, the 2021 20, 22. Um, so I like playing it on that front. So, yeah, you know, you also get Kyle Juice check always plays in, you know, always in playing big games. He had a yes. touchdown in that first Super Bowl. You get the random Chiefs touchdowns who score touchdowns out of nowhere, you know, every yeah. other game, it seems like you get a Noah Great touchdown, Blake Bell touchdown, guys like that. Um, and then the random offensive line touchdown, which I don't think is going to happen with these two teams, but you never know. So um, the main focus here is McCaffrey and, and, uh, and Kelsey. I think one of them gets the first touchdown. So I like getting minus 110 on over 19 and a half for the Jersey number of the first touchdown score.
0: RJ out here playing chess. Uh, well,
2: just, yeah, just real quick, I noticed
1: you do on Fanduel that I'm, and I'm seeing that um, Christian McCaffrey, method of first touchdown. Now, it's no touchdown. If he doesn't score, you lose the bet because no touchdown is plus 150. But rushing touchdown, method of first touchdown, Christian McCaffrey, minus 115. I don't hate that. Like, I feel like they're going to give him the ball, you know, running the ball down by the goal line.
0: Yes. Yes. But first half, I think, you know, you give yourself a little more time. Um, All right, guys, let's talk defense and special teams. Unfortunately, we don't have breach on this podcast. I'm sure we get a good kicker one. Um, But I will start. I'm looking at Fred Warner over eight and a half um, tackles and assists. He leads the 49ers this year with 132 um, total tackles, averages just at this at about 8.25 per game. Um, He's had 20 tackles in the postseason, and 13 of those were in his last outing versus the Detroit Lions. We're talking about Travis Kelsey a lot in this, right? And he's coming off of a phenomenal AFC championship game. 11 of 11, 11 and what, sixteen yards and a score. He's got to go up, though, in the middle of the field against these linebackers, most notably Fred Warner and, of course, Greenlaw there as well. I think he's going to have um, a successful game. So I'm going to take him over 8.5 for total tackles.
2: I have. I Yeah, I have an interesting one. I didn't go with one single player. I had a matchup based one. And I have Trent McDuffie to score to have more tackles and plus assists than Trivarius Ward at minus 115. Both only had one tackle in the conference championships, but McDuffie averaged five per game in the regular season while Ward was just over four. And I believe, you know, with the zone coverage at, at San Francisco employees, if they stick with that, it's going to be much easier for McDuffie to rack up some tackles here. Um, you know, if he's playing outside wide on that zone, he might not be as involved in the action, um, uh, because they will go away f- from him and then Patrick Mahomes will be targeting the softer spot places of the zone rather than Trevor's ward side of the field. So, um, I think McDuffie's going to be on Samuel, uh, on Debo and we expect him to be a big part of the game plan. And, and even though Dan- Debo Samuel's great at breaking tackles, um, uh, McDuffie is great at not having tackles broken. You know, he gets guys down pretty much all the time. So, um, uh, I think it's going to be a game where McDuffie gets to the five to six range and Ward is sitting at three to four. So like getting McDuffie on the, uh, the matchup against Ward here, if you can find it.
3: And I will take uh, the Kansas city chiefs to have fewer than three sacks. You can get this up close to even money under two and a half uh, sacks. Brock, Pur- Brock Purdy just does not get sacked very often. Uh, he's only sacked three times in four of 18 games, including the postseason has uh, never sacked more than four times in one game either. Uh, I also think considering his um, amount of dropbacks, we're just going to see 30 dropbacks or so. Uh, the Kansas City, or excuse me, San Francisco's offensive line obviously protects him very well there too. And Kansas City has not been generating a lot of sacks recently. So I think this is a good look here, especially at uh, close to even money.
1: I'm going to take Nick Bosa not to record a sack. Uh, It feels weird fading. One of the best pass rushers in the game. Uh, It's minus 128. It's actually favorite over Bosa recording a sack. And I think when you look at Patrick Mahomes, in his last, so Mahomes in his, early in his career, first season in the playoffs, eight sacks in two games, six sacks in three games the following season, four sacks in three games after that, And then, uh, of course, when they they lost to Cincinnati in in, in that AFC Championship game, nine sacks in three games. I mean, just ridiculous. But then last year in the playoff run, just three sacks in three games, and this year only two sacks in three games. Mahomes has done a really good job of avoiding those sacks. He's using his legs a little bit more to escape. He throws the ball away more. And I think as a result, they're going to make sure that Nick Bosa isn't the guy to beat them because Bosa – you know, look, like, let Chase Young. Hey, Chase Young, come earn your money, son. Like, I mean, he hasn't done anything since he got to San Francisco. Right? He, he, he hates that role. Like, he's he's been bad. So, double Bosa, chip Everyone's Bosa. Everyone's running make on sure the protectors.
0: outside. He's, like, sitting there watching them. He drives me insane.
1: Yeah, I think they will attack Chase Young, and that they will make sure that Nick Bosa doesn't beat him. The other thing about Bosa, if he sacks you, he is pretty likely to, to strip that ball out, and they do not want that to happen. So, I will say Bosa, no sack. For Mister No it. Stack for Mister Nick Bosa. All right, let's take a break, and when we come back, long shot props. But first, Sunday, February 11th, we can't wait for the biggest game of the year, Super Bowl 58, on CBS. Two legendary franchises square off when the unstoppable 49ers take on the Chiefs. We have their sights set on back-to-back championships. Live coverage begins at 11. 30 a.m. Eastern right after kickoff Super Bowl 58 February 11th on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus more props next the NBA is bigger and better than ever don't settle for boring analysis and fake hot takes.
0: Get real insider knowledge, real scoops, and really weird ideas about the game we all love. An oddball with Amin El Hassan, that's him, and Charlotte Wilder, that's me. We'll hit
1: you with funny and fearless talk on all things basketball, from the serious stories on the court, the player beefs off of it, and everything in between.
0: You can catch Oddball with Amin El Hassan and Charlotte Wilder every Tuesday through Friday on the DraftKings Network and wherever you. Live listen to your podcasts.
2: Here's a comforting thought Chiefs fans. You have Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes has only been in the league for six seasons, but he's already been to four Super Bowls and won two of them. He's got 14 postseason wins under his belt behind only Tom Brady and Joe Montana, and he hasn't even turned 30 yet. And he isn't afraid to air it out. Mahomes is the all-time leader in pass yards per game. Last time he faced off against San Francisco in the big game, he threw for 315 yards and three touchdowns on his way to his first of two Super Bowl MVP awards. With Patrick Mahomes under center, Chiefs fans should feel great about their chances. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year you dig What's bob marley one love rated pg-13 now streaming on paramount
3: plus you can now relive the best moments of the uefa champions league 24 7. the uefa champions league channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals highlights and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel. Streaming around the clock on Pluto TV, the CBS Sports app, and streaming on Paramount+.
0: Welcome back to the Pick Six I'm Podcast. That commercial. Yeah, I love it. Um, I was feeling like I have to sneeze, but I think I've passed it. Uh, we are going to do the Pick Six Parlay now, guys. And uh, we never hit on the Pick Six Parlay this entire season long. So we are switching things up for the Super Bowl. Instead of doing, you know, money line and then the one dog, we are actually going to do long shot bets. So at least 10 to 1 odds. Um, and, of course, the person with the best record previously goes first. That's not changing. So, I, Prop Stars, you had the best.
3: Uh, I did. So, yeah, I will go with a 14-1 to 1 play. And it is a triple shot of uh, the most passing yards, most rushing yards, and most receiving yards. And I'm going Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey to have the most rushing yards, Patrick Mahomes to have the most passing yards, and Ooh. Debo to have the most receiving yards in the game. And you can get that at plus fourteen hundred.
2: Before I give you my pick, uh, Alex, you want to tell them about the long shot you hit a couple years ago? Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh,
3: actually, in the two Super Bowls ago, when the Rams won twenty three to twenty, I guessed the exact score, and that was a uh, hundred to one odds. So yeah,
2: that was a fun. Oh, yeah. r- yeah, nice. thank you. Thank you. He was we were live we had a live stream, I believe, on on pick six and he was Part on it. He had to uh you know kind of die. I had down. to leave it the was, room. Yeah, I had to much leave the like, room. Much <laughs> like watching Will when he had a live <laughs> sweat on that that one live stream. I know I know Will remembers that. He had a massive PGA play that he was live sweating during that that was
1: World. uh that was that was the uh that was the ch- Tom Brady beat uh the leading into the Super Bowl. Um, RJ and I were doing a prop show the day of the Super Bowl, and I was uh, I was sweating two hundred grand, uh, and uh, yeah, the um, I think I think it was like RJ was like, "Will, we're doing patching prop sex." I was like, I don't, uh, "Yeah, was, that's was good, RJ." I was like staring off at the waste management uh, Sunday action. I'm gonna go with Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, the first player to reach. 25 rushing yards, 13-1. to 1. I think, again, it's not like to happen. These are long shots. But Mahomes taking off and running early in the game, gets a little pressure there, sprints down the field before the Chiefs get going on offense, before the 49ers get going on offense. Mahomes, first to
2: 25 rushing yards. Uh, I'll dial back and give you mine now. McCaffrey, we talked about a lot in this podcast. What if he throws a pass in this game? You can bet that at plus 1,100. Uh, when he got traded from the the panthers to the 49ers uh that first game he he was he didn't start obviously he was there a few days next game he came back and in his first start he had one rushing touchdown one receiving touchdown and one passing touchdown and that was the only they threw a pass with him in his first start did not do it again until the nfc championship game when purdy got hurt uh, the backup got hurt for purdy and then it was the mccaffrey show from there and he threw one pass in that game They haven't haven't done it all this year and I've been wondering where has it been? I think they've been keeping it under wraps, keeping it a secret. Two weeks to prepare. They'll draw up some plays. uh, I think they'll want to uh, roll this one out early on to uh, give the Chiefs defense something to think about when McCaffrey gets the ball. You can't, you know, maybe create a little bit of space for him to run um, if, if he's taking a, a run left or right. And then um, he all of a sudden pops it downfield for a pass for 20 yards. Uh, so uh, I think that 11 to one isn't great odds for this prop, but uh, it's something that Kyle Shanahan is going to get creative in the Super Bowl and, and McCaffrey being the guy everybody's looking at. I think uh, he's in play to throw a pass in this game.
0: I love He that. did, he, he did uh,
2: that early. Like he did it like the fifth week, fifth week of his like, the, right. It was like the first five it. weeks of his diners career. He did it in his first start. Like he played, he briefly played you yeah. know, a, a three, when he was with the team for like three days, he had like eight carries, I think, or something. And then he got his first start. All of a sudden he's throwing touchdowns, running touchdowns, receiving touchdowns. It's like, has this guy been playing <laughs> in this offense for years? What's going on here?
0: Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to do uh, George Kittle for the first touchdown at that 11 to one as well. And RJ, you kind of hit on it in your jersey thing. One of the names that you put out there was George Kittle. Now, he's not the most likely um, of those three with Kelsey and CMC. But we do know that when the pocket collapse and the pressure gets turned up, um, Brock Purdy looks for George Kittle. George Kittle is always a threat for an explosive um, an explosive uh, run and an explosive play. So I wouldn't be totally surprised if he gets the first touchdown. And that is at 11 to one. This pick six Super Bowl long shot segment has been presented by FanDuel. Make every moment more. What are our total odds here?
1: Brinson, have you put it in? Uh, I'm trying to, I'm I trying to put it together. I don't know that we're going to be allowed no, to, think, to parlay all of them. I don't wow. think you can actually parlay them though.
0: All right. Well, then this is to yeah. play that, play them separately. I love that.
1: I, I, I love that George Kittle. Um, that George Kittle first touchdown score though. The Eleven to one's a really good number for him, uh, particularly like you know how, how much focus will be on Debo and Christian McCaffrey. Was I? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Why don't we each I give a wild card pick?
0: Five minutes.
1: Well, let's let's do a wild card pick quickly, Katie. You love the Doink cam more than life itself. The doink so. cam.
0: Well, first of all, Bucker kicked a doink in the last Super Bowl, which spawned CBS saying, Hey, we got the Super Bowl next year. Let's put six cameras inside the upright. So you gotta root for that, right? We're gonna we're gonna see a vantage point like we've never seen before on a doink. It's gonna make Breach very, very happy. So plus eight hundred, yes, there will
2: be a doink. I would just put Breach in the goalpost and have him be the donkey and, and, and give me commentary on every field goal that it's kicked. Uh, my my uh, wild card is going to be the color of the Gatorade bath on the winning coach, something you can actually bet on the Super Bowl. I'm taking orange at plus 300. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said when somebody asked, because they're trying to get an edge in this, that that orange is his favorite color. I, it, he's not going to be drinking it on the sidelines. He drinks, you know, water, he said. But maybe the San Francisco staff's going to have it ready in case he wins. He gets dunked by his favorite color, and the iconic picture taken for all of time. Uh, Chiefs had purple last year. They were also the last team to have orange, though, in the first 49ers yeah. Super Bowl. If they're superstitious at all, hey, we had the 49ers and we had orange and we beat them yeah. in that comeback, let's go to it again. So um, it's pretty random, but orange has happened five times in 23 track Super Bowls. Leader by slim margin over other colors. I like orange plus 300 in this in this problem. Count on RJ to give
3: a uh, very in-depth analysis on the Gatorade color there. So loved hearing that take. Uh, I'm a sucker for exact score props uh, after hitting That's one a few one. years ago. I've got to do it every single year. So, yeah, I'm going to go for the exact score. Chiefs 27, uh, San Francisco 21. You can get that at 171. 172-1 odds. So yeah. 27-21, final score. Spicy. That's that's actually considering like the team's talk about the
1: total, that number, that's a pretty good look. I'm gonna take Isaiah Pacheco to have 30 plus rushing yards in each half. I think the Ooh. Chiefs will come out and try to run the ball early. And I think the Chiefs will have a lead and they will run the ball late. And so that's uh I believe that is two to one. Isaiah Pacheco, 30 plus rushing yards. In each half. I love that. Course, all right. Now we're, yeah.
0: now we're, we, we've all done our yeah, long talk, right? Yep. So now we're going to look at MVP odds. I'm just, look, I think the 49ers are going to win this game. I think it's all going to be Christian McCaffrey. I like him for a touchdown. I like him for touch touchdown in the first half. I like him for two touchdowns, actually. And if you like that, then MVP. He's chalk, um, but he is our only hope. And by our, I mean 49ers fans, the faithfuls, McCaffrey plus 450. RJ, who do you like?
2: Uh, I, I, it's funny because I'm not, to tease everybody else's picks. Nobody took a quarterback, even though quarterbacks are the, the typically the one that you should always take here. Um, and I'm gonna go even to the more extreme of that and just take any non-quarterback, which you can bet <sighs> at plus two hundred. Um, you know, I think Patrick Mahomes has had his his two Super Bowl. You know, MVPs there. I think that the narrative is going to be tired, unless he has a massive statistical game. They're going to be tired of voting for him. They're going to look for someone else to do it if the Chiefs win. Kelsey's the obvious play there. If the defense plays well, maybe they get a defender there. And on the other side, Christian McCaffrey would have been the MVP of the last two playoff games that the 49ers had, not not Brock Purdy. So um, I think McCaffrey's a smart play if you think the 49ers are going to win. um, I'm just going to, you know, who cares who wins? I'm just going to take any non quarterback at uh, at plus, it's plus 170 on FanDuel, but uh, you can find plus 200 out there. The market as well
1: i actually can't i can't find the i don't know what Fanduel. i mean i'm yeah you know, it's, it's different in every single state but i don't see an mvp um on here but i'm going to take travis kelsey i mentioned three uh passing three receiving touchdowns three taylor swift celebrations <laughs> many cutaways to taylor swift kelsey at 14 to 1 to win mvp are you kidding me this isn't it's, I mean, it's tough because you got Mahomes there but i also think we could see We mentioned the Christian McCaffrey passing touchdown. Wouldn't be shocked if we saw Travis Kelsey down in the red zone, line up in that wildcat formation and maybe run one in or throw one in. if that happens, a touchdown without Mahomes from Kelsey or with Kelsey, bang, bang, Chiefs game. How dare you?
3: (laughs) <laughs> and I will go Debo Samuel at 25 to one. I think as far as value is concerned, even though I'm on the chiefs, uh, I think he is the best value on the board. Personally, I really feel like this is going to be a Debo game where he is going to be heavily involved. Uh, yeah. You save Devo for these high leverage spots. Uh, yeah. When Debo's at his best, he's running the football, he's catching passes in the short area. He's making guys miss. Uh, His ability to run after the catch is pretty much unmatched. Debo is a full grown man. So I think if San Francisco is able to win, Debo will have a lot to do with that. I think if he has put together a couple highlight reel plays, uh, it'll go a long way in Debo potentially winning uh, the MVP, especially if he can potentially get a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown, which I think he'll have a shot of doing.
0: I love it. All right. That is going to conclude our Super Bowl Super Picks show. Um, Harry, you want to throw up the Super Bowl, butts? yes, they are in all their (laughs) glory. I would say take a picture of it, write it down, do what you got to do, because that's a lot for us to uh, go through here. So thank you for rocking with us all season long. Of course, the Pick 6 podcast continues after this, but this is our last betting preview so um it's been super fun with you guys thanks so much to rj and prop stars um for keeping it along with us um and any other anything we should know about coming up this week with pick six brinson
1: uh we have one more show live from uh the fountains at bellagio 5 p.m eastern today uh thursday uh whatever february uh february 8th the year of our lord 2024 on CBS Sports HQ.
0: <laughs> okay, on that note, this has been the Pick Six Podcast. We'll see you next time.
1: it takes a killer to catch a killer
2: these killings are all about vengeance
1: the new season of the hit paramount plus original series criminal minds evolution is now streaming buried secrets come to light in the new season as the criminal profilers join forces with an unlikely ally i have a plan
0: we will not rely on help from a serial killer
1: oh you most certainly will stream the new season of criminal minds evolution exclusively on paramount plus head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free